Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Pretty easy to tell who the two best teams in the NFL are right now. Mm-hmm. It's Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. It is clear that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles are the two best teams in the NFL right now. The Eagles, of course, the only undefeated team remaining, and the Chiefs at 3-1, and one, bouncing back, destroying, and let's be clear on what this was destroying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night in a game where the score was never indicative of exactly how far apart those two teams were on the field last evening. And so our question in just moments to you becomes, who is actually the best of the rest at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line? Hit us up right now. The lines are open. Chris, I think it is those two and then everybody else right now, and we're including the Buffalo Bills in that discussion. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City went through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like a buzzsaw last night. And Pat Mahomes, when asked before the game whether or not there was the revenge factor, he said, yeah, there's some of that, but there's also the fact that they need to get back to playing football that's representative of who they have in that building. And I thought that spoke volumes in terms of the mentality of this team overall because it's not about losing Tyreek Hill. It's about playing up to a standard that they have established going to four straight AFC championship games since he's become the starter. And it feels like they're getting back to that level of dominance. Remember, early on in last season, that offense, everybody was trying to figure out what was wrong with it. Remember, defenses were playing shell, shell coverages, cover two, cover four, cover six. And they had no answer for it. But it feels like Pat Mahomes now with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have an answer for everything. And Todd Bowles could not figure out whether the Chiefs were coming or going. And Carlin, we know that they lost the fastest player in the NFL. But what did they do? They supplemented that loss with adding size to their receiving core. They went out and got Juju Smith-Schuster. They went out and they got MVS, who's 6'4". They went out and they got the uh, Danny Watson kid, who's also 6'4". So they've got a lot of big receivers, not to mention they've got a lot of big tight ends, Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, Fortson. So what they've shown is that they can be multiple in terms of deploying those big receivers in those tight ends in the formations that can give defenses problems matching up. Because guess what? If you decide that you're going to play base defense, they're just going to spread you out and throw the ball all over the yard. I mean, they had a a throw to MVS up the seam in the second quarter that went for 36 yards, and that was a product of Levante David trying to carry the seam against a wide receiver that runs sub 4-4. Why were they doing that? Because they had multiple tight ends on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. and they were worried that the Chiefs were going to run the ball down their throat with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and this kid Isaiah Pacheco who came out of nowhere. So, uh, Not nowhere, Rutgers. Well, I mean, yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> out of nowhere, he's a seventh-round pick. Yes. Uh, I mean, seventh-round pick. So all I'm simply saying is this. The Chiefs had perfect balance yesterday. 37 rushes, 
37 pass attempts. And the reason why they're able to have that kind of balance and that kind of dominance on offense is because they can be multiple. And the two biggest commodities in the NFL, the things that you can't teach, are speed and size. And the Chiefs made a determination, we're not going to pay for the speed, we're just going to get the size. And that's why they're still one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, and they're leading the lead in offensive EPA. And I just don't understand how we can continue to sit here and Patrick Mahomes still somehow doesn't get his due because this is just an amazing player in every single way. And it may not be like, when is the last time I was thinking about this this morning? When is the last time that Patrick Mahomes didn't play well enough for the chiefs to win a game? Yeah, it's been a long time. Like I can't That's ever. That's a great question. I can't ever remember that happening. That's a great question. <laughs> You're probably going back to last year sometime. I, I think there was probably a game last year. There were a couple turnovers. of games where he didn't throw for over 200 yards, yeah. but it wasn't anything. There were games that they won and they ran the ball more. Yeah. Stuff like that. It was. It, it. This is the point. Like I can think about games where Aaron Rodgers did not play great. I can't think about games they don't come to the forefront. With Patrick Mahomes of like, oh, yeah, okay, that's why they lost the game. Yeah. And I'm usually not pointing the – I'd be pointing the finger at him. No. Yeah, they don't happen happen often. No. They don't happen often. So you look at the Chiefs and where they are, you realize that they don't miss Tyreek Hill. And then you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. And, Chris, you said this last week. I am believing it. Because in terms of health, this is 100% true. If the Bills were completely healthy, I don't know that it would be. Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel announced today that Tua Tunga. But the Eagles are the best team in all of football and have the best constructed roster in football right now. As much as we were getting on Howie Roseman a few minutes ago, it's a pretty balanced team across the board. What gave it away, them being number two offense in the National Football League or the number three defense? Well, there you go. (laughs) Which one gave it away? But even even just watching the game yesterday, I can watch Jalen Hurts go and beat you after making a bad play early. Yeah. And then I can watch them run the ball down their throat if they need to, like they did the second half of last year. Like like they did did with Miles Sanders yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Sanders killed them yesterday. No doubt. And then I understand who their weapons are in terms of throwing the ball. Yeah. Like, they have a lot of different ways to beat you, and those are always the best teams. It sounds cliche, but it, we lose it sometimes. There are explosive teams that truly can only beat you one way, but they look so magnificently impressive that you forget that. Well, the Eagles can go and do it a few different ways. Yeah, well, yesterday what beat the Jacksonville Jaguars was the Eagles' run game and the Eagles' defense, right? I mean, mm. think about it, because the Eagles were going for it to try to close out that game late on their last possession, and what happens? They get stopped on fourth down. Turnover on downs, Jacksonville has an opportunity to go down, st- tie it up, get the two-point conversion, put it in overtime. They didn't get that chance because Hassan Reddick came off the edge, sacked Trevor Lawrence, strip fumble. Javon Hargrove recovers it, game, set, match. Yep. They can do it with their pass rush. They can do it with their secondary. They can do it with their run game. They can do it with their passing game and the weapons on the outside. There's no area that we look at with the Philadelphia Eagles where we say they're deficient. Hell, even their kicker, Jake Elliott, is good from 60 yards if you need him to be. Mm -hmm. So there's no weakness on this team. It's the most complete team top to bottom. Now, is that going to equate to a championship? We'll have to wait and see. But I would say this, Carlin, if you got the best offensive line in football 
and you've got one of the best defensive lines in football, that means you can control the line of scrimmage. You got a competent quarterback, you're going to be in most games. And we saw yesterday, even when you get behind against a good team, in inclement weather, they can find a way to come back and get into the game. That was impressive to me with the Philadelphia Eagles because we were wondering whether or not they could be able to come from behind. If they couldn't dictate the complexion of the game, if they got down by double digits early, could they climb out of that hole? They checked that box yesterday. Yep. And I think a big part of them checking that box is the resilience of their quarterback who this team has taken on his personality. Do you have anybody else who is in that stratosphere with the Eagles and with the Chiefs right now? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Come on, Cowboys fans and Packers fans. I know y'all are out there. Go ahead and call in. I know they're out there. I know they want to believe in it. Oh, we got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, when Dak Prescott gets back, I want to hear from you. I want your argument on why you think them teams are even close to the Philadelphia Eagles. We got to hear from them, Ball Mamba. Do you really have to encourage, encourage the Cowboys fans? Yes, we got to encourage the Cowboys fans. I want to hear from them. Dr. Pepper, call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And don't forget, not just listen to us on ESPN Radio, ESPN Radio, but you can watch us now on the ESPN app on your phone, wherever you get the ESPN app, your iPad, whatever. Check it out. All you got to do is click the ESPN app, open it up, hit watch on the bottom of the screen, boom. There we are. Yeah. So I said it earlier. You're welcome. Check it out. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Don't forget that Jets running back Brees Hall will join KJM tomorrow, 9.05 a.m. Eastern time. Of course, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Now, we thought one division was going to be a runaway for one team. Is it going to be a little bit closer than we thought? That's next. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The 
the philosophical conversations that happen during the break, we're going to let you in on at some point. Yes, we, we do. need to start keeping track of them and then writing them down and then sharing. Well, them. Ball Mamba, your financial principles are sound. <laughs> now your betting habits, not so much, but your financial principles are I, sound. My betting, I don't have betting habits. You have a habit. Uh, I'm, I'm good. You have I'm a good. habit. You have a habit. Well. Listen, when it comes to what we have picked over the last week or so, we've been doing pretty well with a couple of a couple of uh, nice-looking parlays that we've hit in some prime time. Yeah, the prime time parlay. We're the kings of the prime time parlay. Yeah, and, and I mean, we hit on the Cowboys-Giants parlay. We hit on the Thursday night parlay between Dolphins and Bengals. Just we, say, the prime time parlay is where we shine. And the weekend play of the day worked out all right, too. You know, Kentucky plus seven. I told you. Yeah. Rutgers plus 39 the and a mo- half. The most impressive call, your boy Joe Fortenbaugh, UCLA, Washington. Yeah. Getting UCLA at plus three. It was plus two and a half when I when we got off the air on Friday. Mm-hmm. UCLA blew the doors off of Washington. <laughs> blew the doors off of Washington. I mean, yeah. I don't even know the final score. I just stopped watching it. At yeah. the third quarter. It was like, well, there's no point in watching this game anymore. No, that game was yeah. over with. Yeah. And look, Joe's Joe's hit some things. Joe's pretty good. Yeah, Joe's pretty good. He's not bad. Yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We will have our play of the night coming up in just a bit, and it will involve the Rams and the 49ers. So stay tuned for that. Now, this gives us an opportunity to turn to some of our calls who have lined up right now. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. To give us who belongs on this same platform as the Chiefs and the Eagles right now. So let's hit some of the calls on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. We'll start with Todd in Nevada up first on ESPN Radio. Hey, Todd, what's going on, bud? You know, it's good. Uh, you know, for for this year's good. You know, you guys got a pretty good, you know, couple teams, but they're all up there. Green Bay's there. That's my team, of course. Chargers are there. You know, Buffalo. No, they're not. Not now. They're just whooping. The Chargers won a game uh, well, yesterday. Ravens are but, right there. Uh, the, Chargers, the, Ra- the Ravens, here's here's the arguments on all three of what you just brought up, Todd. Uh, number one, the Chargers can't be there because of the injuries. They're, they're getting hammered. They won the game yesterday, and that's fine, but they don't have Rashawn Slater. They're moving a guard out to play tackle uh, with the injuries that they've had, and then they don't have... Um, Bosa either. Yeah. Joey Bosa's gone for, what, 8 to 12? Something yeah, like that? something like that. So no. I think the Chargers are in big trouble here for their season, despite the fact that they won. If you want to put the Packers on that level, you're watching a different game than I am. Because yesterday, the Packers and the Patriots, that game was entirely too close. And it's because, and if you don't believe me, ask Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers knows that this team is going to have to score a lot more points and stop asking their defense to bail them out. Because... By the way, their defense was stopping the run. Not good, Bob. Not good. Yeah, and the Green Bay Packers have scored 75 points this season. The Philadelphia Eagles have scored 115. The Detroit Lions in the Packers division have scored 140. Wow. They don't score enough points. And on top of that, Carlin, you're talking about the Packers in three of the four games that they've played have had multiple turnovers on offense, including yesterday with Aaron Rodgers throwing a pick six. Don't believe us? Listen to Mr. Rodgers about his team yesterday after the win. This is a game we had to win, for sure. I mean, you can't can't be 2-2 two and two, losing to a third-string quarterback and, and not playing great in all three phases. So we had to have this one. This way of winning, I don't think it's sustainable because it's just puts too much pressure on our defense. And obviously, i got to play better and will play better. 
See, that's a guy that understands yep. that his team is very fortunate to be 3-1 and one right now. Yeah. And it's nice to be at that point where you can look at the next few weeks and say, oh, they're probably going to be 5 or 6-1. Can, can I one. ask you a question really quickly? Because we're, we're comparing the Packers to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. The Packers defense better than the Eagles defense? Absolutely not. Okay. Packers receivers better than the Eagles receivers? Oh, God, no. Packers running game better than the Eagles run game? Mm-hmm. About, about the same? Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bit better. Dylan, Maybe a little bit better. Dylan and Jones are really good. Okay. Yeah. A you do bit. realize the Eagles led the NFL in rushing. I do. Year. I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then the offensive line? No, the, no. The I'll, take, I'll take the Eagles offensive okay. line. Okay. Right. Yeah. I just, we're, we're talking about the teams and we're comparing them. And I just, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, we're talking about the Eagles. Listen, Carlin, you said this about the Eagles run game. The Eagles have the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. They've got 10. Mm-hmm. 10 rushing touchdowns through four games. <laughs> they lead the league in rushing attempts. Yeah. So they're fifth in your, like, I'm just, I'm sitting here looking at the full picture. The only thing that I can say is definitively better with the Packers then the Eagles is the quarterback. And Jalen Hurts is top four in MVP odds. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at. So don't tell me that the Green Bay Packers are on the same level as the Philadelphia Eagles because I'm not hearing you. Well, I think Dave from Texas wants to tell you that. He's next on ESPN Radio. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, uh, Canty and Carlin? Hey, Canty, you, hey, you got to stop being so reckless. We played four games, brother. We played four games. And, I, we, you know, we got the Chiefs on the list. And we're talking about a game that the Packers probably should have beat the Patriots worst in. But you got to remember, you're playing against Belichick, which you know, Kent, you beat him in the Super Bowl. But yeah, third-string quarterback Belichick. on the field. It went as far as the quarterback of your team actually saying, we can't lose to a third-string quarterback. So let's look. Hold on, hold on. It's four games, and he's right. We can't jump out of the window. It's a small sample size. It's a quarter of the season. But let's just run down the list of teams that the Packers beat. First of all, the Packers got their doors blown off by the Minnesota Vikings, right? Yes. They lost 23-7 to in week one, mm-hmm. all right? And the game wasn't that close. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got that. That's a part of this conversation as well. They won 27-10 to against the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears have no offense. None. Zero offense. Okay, good on you. You won against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Tampa. Respectable win if Tom Brady had any of his pieces on offense. They were down six starters on offense in that game, Carlin. Six, and you're one by two because Tom Brady and company took a delay a game on the two-point conversion. That's why you won that game. And then yesterday, it took you, as time expired in overtime, against a third-string quarterback, a game-winning field goal from Mason Crosby. Stop me if you can point to the impressive win that the Green Bay Packers have had this season so far. I don't see it. I don't see it. Yet every single week we're talking about how dominant the Philadelphia Eagles look. Every week. Packers are scoring 19 points a game. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers are scoring 19 points a game. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And the quarterback knows it. Don't listen to us. Listen to what he said. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and ESPN Plus. More of your calls as to who belongs in the stratosphere with the Chiefs and the Eagles right now, if anybody, a couple of you are on the lines, lines are open right now, and there are some interesting theories out there and some ones that we're going to hear from here momentarily. Speaking of hear from, a little segment called, they said, what? That is on the way as well, and you're going to want to hear how it sounded yesterday with the double doink. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Your deep dish pizza take is trash, by the way. The ESPN app, I should say. Your, your deep dish pizza take is trash. It's because it's not pizza. It's, it is pizza. No, it's, it's not. It's trash. I, I can't. No, I, it's I don't a casserole. It. It's just, a casserole. Just because you go to the wrong place in Chicago doesn't mean that it's not good. No, I've been to them all. No, you It's have. not pizza. It is like. Okay, well, we're not going to see eye to eye on this one, so let's just get to our next guest that we got coming on. I'll the show. ask her. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, joins us on Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Is it pizza or is it not? Deep dish, the Chicago thing, Mina? I mean, you're from Seattle, but what is your take here? Uh, I mean, I think it is pizza. It's not my favorite kind of pizza, but, uh, you know, if the shoe fits. I mean,. That's not really an answer. Right? Mean is not the authority on food. Come on, man, stop it, stop it. That's not that. That, that listen, that's, you you were having. I you got to know your personnel. You got to know your personnel. You got to know your personnel. He makes a point. I'm in not that the authority I'm, on pizza. Well, but I'm looking at Twitter earlier, and you're having a debate over fruit, and I think that should automatically disqualify you from this well, discussion. I am huh. an authority on fruit. If you want to go there, but I'll uh, take this one here. We have Dan or less Dan Orlovsky level food takes. By oh way. wow, yeah. that's that's tough to take right yeah. there. Really? Those are fighting words, Mina. Um, let's uh, let's get to the Eagles and Chiefs because Chris and I have been talking about it all day. Mina, are these two teams the class of their respective conferences? I think uh, certainly so for the Eagles. I would say with the Chiefs, I still view the Bills as being on their tier. Uh, I think the Bills obviously have been dealing with injuries. We'll see what they look like when they get Tredavious White back, but I thought that was a pretty signature quarter for them against a very good Baltimore Ravens team. And, you know, while we're up, you know, the Chiefs are are flying high off of last night, they did lose to the Colts the previous week. So I would say those two teams are pretty even, which is, you know, frankly, kind of what we expected coming into the season, right? No doubt. Mina, I got to ask you this. How did you feel about John Harbaugh's decision for go for it on fourth down when the game tied at 20 uh, late in yesterday's game? You know, so I, I was fine with it. Um, Harbaugh, I thought, made a good point afterwards. You know, he talked about uh, when you do that, the offense, the opposing offense, knowing that they're going to work with all four downs. But I thought what he mentioned about how normally um, if you do that and even if you fail, at least you're pinning them back 
so close to their own goal line, which obviously wasn't the case here. And I think on those grounds, you can probably argue that it should have been a higher percentage play. But the reality is um, it's a play that should have worked. It really failed because of the execution. I think that's on Lamar. who talked about it himself. Um, so, you know, that's sort of their identity. At times it's worked. This time it didn't. But I actually find it hard to believe that I, I, let me put it this way. I think more likely than not, the Bills would have at least tied the game afterwards. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Mina, um, encouraged or concerned by the Packers' 3-1 and one start in how they've done it? Yeah, I'm concerned. I actually agree with Aaron Rodgers who said after the game that they can't really win that way um, because really what you're looking at now is a pattern where this team hasn't really put together a complete offensive performance throwing out the Bears game because of the opponent. Um, this week, I thought, you know, Rodgers, the whole offensive operation looked awful in the first half, second half much better, it flipped it around for the Bucks game. But I think what you're seeing from this offense is uh, an inconsistency that really you can pin on a number of reasons. Obviously, the disconnect between him and the young wide receivers is a factor, but I thought there were some protection issues in this one, particularly on the right side which is a problem because as good as Aaron Rodgers is operating from the pocket, um, another thing I think I've noticed this year is he really isn't quite as mobile as he used to be. He's not been excellent under pressure or extending plays. That doesn't mean that he can't be dominant, but he has to be well-protected for that offensive function. Mina, with that being said, laying out all of the deficiencies from Green Bay, outside of the Eagles, are they the best of the rest in the NFC? And if not, who is that team for you? Outside of the Eagles, it's, well, you know, I'm very curious to see how the Rams look tonight. They've kind of flown under the radar since that disappointing week one finish. I think um, the offense has been, uh, I would say, a little bit inconsistent relative to what we saw last season. Some of that mm-hmm. has to do the protection. But I would put them in the mix. I think that they have a higher bounds than the Packers do offensively. Um, and especially if they potentially get OBJ rack. So I think that would be the one. And then the Bucks again, the team that is getting health. I know we just saw them really struggle, especially that defense kind of shockingly. But that's a team that, again, is getting players back. And if they're healthy, I think I would put them right there with the Packers. Mina Combs, ESPN NFL analyst with us. We knew it was coming at some point with Kenny Pickett. But, Mina, overall with the Steelers, is their season over and now it's about developing Pickett? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I never want to count the Steelers out with Tomlin's record, but it does. it's hard to imagine them hanging with the AFC, especially because, you know, I think their struggles aren't just about Pickett. I think that the offense, um, or probably the defense, is not quite what it's been in recent years, especially against the run. And then I think offensively, um, you know, regardless of whether it's Pickett or Trubisky, it was never going to be – a dominant unit. Uh, the tricky part with Pickett, though, guys, is because of the way he was inserted into this lineup, um, now they've got him facing the hardest part of the schedule. I think they've got the Bills, Bucks, Eagles, Saints off the top of my head. It's, it's a group of defenses you don't want to face, and it's hard for me to see them winning many of those games. Mina, one of the most maddening teams in the NFL is the Denver Broncos. How good are the Broncos? Are they any good? Um, I would say they're okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a helpful answer at all, but they're certainly not in the upper tier of the AFC. And I, I think offensively, you know, we've talked a lot about their issues and how inconsistent Wilson has been at times. It looks like the play calling hasn't been 
uh, certainly the game management, excellent as well. But I think what surprised me, or I guess what I was disappointed in against the Raiders, is this defense that's looked pretty good through the first part of the season, but you saw that they have a vulnerability against the run that I thought the Raiders were smart to go after. Some of that is that style, that big Fangio scheme. They do give offenses a lot of light boxes, but unless they can stop the run in that context, they're going to be in for some tough days against opponents that are good at running the ball. Mina, awesome stuff as usual, with the exception of your food takes. We appreciate it, as always. <laughs> Bye, guys. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app in just moments, my friends. We see some further reaction to the Tua situation, in case you missed it. He is not going to play this week definitively, has already been ruled out by the Jets, but... We saw some more problems when it comes to the concussion handling process yesterday. We'll discuss what went wrong and what's getting fixed this week. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I haven't been home on a Sunday in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, so sitting on the couch, I was enjoying uh, NFL Sunday ticket, which I really haven't had a chance to do in a really long time. Had the little game mix on. There you go. All four games. Yeah. uh, Really confirming my lack of attention. Anything, you know, I have a really yeah. short attention. Now, span. which which game did you have the sound on for? Bills Ravens. Uh, I had the sound on some for Bills Ravens and for Jet Steelers. Okay, some I like that. So, my wife, uh, who is a huge sports fan, uh, comes out yesterday. Our niece is getting married in two weeks mm-hmm. in California, so we will be there. Uh, and my wife says, "You you have a choice. Uh, this is at about three fifteen. Mm-hmm. Well, all the games on coming right down to it. Right in the middle of the witching hour, by yes. the way. Yeah, like, yes, it's the like Scott Hansen witching hour. The yes. witching hour, yeah. So she says, you have a choice. You can either uh, give your opinion on a couple of these dresses for the wedding, or we can call my parents right now. And That's, thinking, that's a false choice, though. Yeah. That's a false choice, because if you call the in-laws then you actually have to pay attention to what's being said in the conversation, which takes away from your ability to be able to enjoy the game. But here's the thing, and I, I'm sharing this also because I want you to learn from my mistakes. Please do. It's also, a bit, of, it's also a bit of a trap because mm. you would think that the answer is an easy one, right? Yes. We called her folks later on in the day. I said, okay, let's, let's see the dresses mm-hmm. for the wedding. 
gave my opinion. And I, she wants the actual opinion. She knows when I'm just giving the everything looks great thing. Yeah. So I will interject. It's got to be constructive feedback. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not just oh, it looks great. No, you got to say something that means something. But I'm watching the games out of one corner of my eye, and going through this process on the other corner. Here's where the trap is set, my friend. Remember this. Mm. If I'm thinking, I can half pay attention and make her happy while still watching the games, and that's why I made that selection, Mm, be careful. Because then you get in trouble for half paying attention. Mm. You realize how easy it is to get caught half paying attention. Got it. And so she didn't get mad at me or anything yesterday. It was just the first day I was home in a while, and it's I started to give an opinion, and it was kind of first rather generic. Yeah. And she's like, do you really, are you here, locked in? What's going on? Yeah. Well, football's going on. Quick question, though. Mm. Why couldn't this wait between the 715 block and the 815 block when there's no football going on? Well, she had other things to do during that block. <laughs> Whatever so I had to do during that block was <laughs> inconsequential. <laughs> Cantia Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. There was a moment last night that was ESP, the ESPN app. We are now visibly on the ESPN app. My I need goodness. to keep saying that. We got to get a jar yes. in here, and you got to put money every time you yeah. say ESPN Plus. It's right. The because, ESPN app. And this is easier than ever to watch the show. Exactly. You just click open the ESPN app. You click watch on the bottom of the screen. Boom, there we are. Exactly. Bang. It's mindless. Exactly. Which is a beautiful thing. And it's perfect for me. There you so, go. Going back to last night, we saw what happened with Tua uh, earlier this week, and then the uh, what is the what is the name of the the individual uh, job the, uh, of the person that got uh, fired the other day? The unaffiliated neurotrauma right. consultant, right? Yeah, or the unk if right. you want to call the him that. unk got fired on Saturday. The league and the players association put out a joint statement that they are going to address the whole concussion protocol situation this week and we're hopefully going to get an answer and a change by this coming week's games having said all that if you saw the bucks game last night with cameron Brait, there was a bad moment there because he collided with chris godwin mm-hmm. on the field and then you could see right away what had happened and that he had smacked his head and he was slow to get up and he started to get up and started to go off the field and chris it was almost like when you spin around a couple of times and you get a little dizzy and you're kind of running sideways, mm-hmm. that's what it looked like for a moment. Couldn't get off in time. It was so bad. And then it was handled again, not well, because a couple of plays later, he re-entered the game and was, you know, the intended receiver on a couple of pass plays. So we ran into this problem again. Here is Adam Schefter on how the Bucks handled the Cameron Brait situation on NFL Live earlier today. Well, we saw him stagger to the sideline again last night, one week after or a few days after the Tua Tungo Bailoa incident. What happened was the Buccaneers said that they determined that he suffered a shoulder injury on this particular play, even though he was laid out there on the ground, slow to get up, finally gets up. You could see he's a little bit wobbly, comes to the sideline. They say shoulder injury. And then this was right before the end of the second quarter, right before halftime. At halftime... They then reevaluated him and determined that he had a concussion. And so these are the just the type of issues I think 
that the league is trying to avoid after it's coming off the Tua Tungabailoa incident where the spotters on the sideline don't miss a play like this. How do they miss it? But here's the problem that I have with that explanation, Carlin. If you have any doubt, if there was a need to reevaluate him at halftime, then clearly he was exhibiting some symptoms that would give you cause for pause. Here's the worst part about it, Carlin. You're talking about this being right before halftime. So you could have held him out for that final drive that the Buccaneers had, and no one would be the wiser. Just err on the side of caution. If you don't have time to evaluate him properly in real time, then just wait until halftime where you got more runway to figure out exactly whether or not the guy is lucid. It doesn't make sense, but anybody with eyes could see once he hit Chris Godwin, he fell down, let go of the ball immediately. He stumbled off the field, calling. He didn't get off the field before the Bucks made the next snap on the next play. It was 12 men on the field. It cost the team five yards. So all I'm simply saying is if you, if you, if you have a little bit of doubt, any type of inkling that something could be wrong, and I don't know how you couldn't if you saw that replay. Pull him off the field. Now, as far as the process is concerned with the unks and the team doctors and the athletic trainers, something has to be done, Carlin, where they can have access to the TV copies yeah. of some of these replays. Now, I understand why the NFL doesn't want to do it because somebody might be able to use that for football purposes and, 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 and I guess, manipulate that or exploit that. But the player's safety is the priority. So football strategy be damned. Let's make sure that these people that have to make these decisions have the tools in order to do so. And sometimes that requires replay review. Well, but that's supposed to be part of it, isn't it? Where they can actually review how it happened. Yeah, that's why you got the guy in the booth. Yeah. That's why you got a so guy what are we? Why is they're this not becoming doing, an issue? But they're not doing it, Carlin. But here's the problem. We have protocols in place that they're not using. Now, it's easy to scapegoat the unk from week three with the Bills-Dolphins game and say he's out of there, but the Miami Dolphins training staff and their team doctors are complicit in that too. Yes. And Tua being carted off on a stretcher uh, on a Thursday night game four days after we saw him with gross motor instability in week three. So I'm looking at all of these different things and – while I do think it's a good idea or a good sign that the NFLPA and the NFL are getting together to change the protocols and that's going to happen this week before week five, even if they do, even when and if they change them, they got to enforce them. They got to execute when it comes to protecting the players, and that's where I have serious doubts because of the culture that's around pro football right now. What I really, uh, if I were the league, and I know they are concerned about it, I, I don't. But they're under- not concerned about it for the right reason. No, I, I why, agree. Why, they're I know not, why, they're I not they're concerned, concerned about, about it for the right reason, and that makes a big difference in terms of them holding folks accountable when issues like this come up. Now, when Chris says they're not, they're not concerned about it for the right reason, what are they concerned about it for then? They're concerned about it for the future of the game. They're concerned it. about it because parents around the country saw that again the other night and they don't want their kids playing football. The, why do you think that the NFL in the first place put out the whole Play 60 program? To be outside, and hopefully you're going out and playing football. That's it. That's what they want you to be doing. Yeah. And so... There's a football on when, the Play 60 logo. Yes. So what <laughs> is it exactly that has, from? I believe it's from 2010... 2008. 2008, 2008 until now, that it's down 39%. Yeah. What is it exactly... That has that. Well, it's all of this. So when you're the league, 
and you're prioritizing things for the wrong reasons and not actually just focusing on the players' safety who are actually playing the game right now as opposed to the people who are going to be playing in the future, you're actually not only doing them a massive disservice, but you're hurting yourself in the process too. Because if you show that you care about the guys who are out there right now, that goes a long way in achieving your other goal. I'm not saying it's right. You really do need to care about the guys who are driving the finances right now. I, Frankly, when you hear from all of these retired players right now saying, don't do it, it's not worth it, speak up. I, read, I think I read in Peter King this morning. Ronnie Harrison. Ronnie Harrison. What would you tell the 50, what would the 54-year-old Tua tell the 24-year-old Tua? It's not worth it. Speak up now. Yeah, but you're asking a guy to speak up in a moment where he might not be coherent. Well, but this is the other That's thing. That's the other part this, of But it. this you is the other saying? thing. You cannot trust what a player is saying in the moment. Not no. because they're going to lie, but because they're not clear-headed. Uh, that, that part, too. But players will lie as well because yes. we're conditioned to do whatever it takes to be out there on the football field. That's why I was getting to stadiums four hours before kickoff at the end of my career just so I could be shot up a couple of times before I took the field. It's not healthy. But, yeah, I, you but, know you're, what, Chris? but you're, all you're thinking about is, I got to be there for my teammates. I got to be out there. I want to compete. I know I can't play this game forever. I want to take full advantage of it while I still can. That's a part of it. Think about it. Guys work their entire lives for these years in the National Football League. Because once it's done, it's over with. Yep. You're not going back. There ain't no pickup football games, dog. I can promise you that. It's not going to happen. So you got to take advantage of it and do it while you still have the opportunity. And a lot of, unfortunately, this is the culture around pro football. We don't look at concussions as a serious injury. No. We don't look at concussions like we look at torn ACLs, like we look at torn pecs, rotator cuffs, labrums. We don't look at them the same. We don't look at concussions like broken legs. But, Carlin, we need to start to because those injuries pale in comparison to the impact that brain trauma can have, not only in short term, but long term. Check out Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.